everyone, Rebecca here. I just wanted to let you all know that the official Patreon page for How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident is now live. We're offering things like early access to episodes, video recordings of episodes, bonus content, and more. So head on over to patreon.com slash how the fuck to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends, peers, and now strangers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I chat with photographer, videographer, creative director, and host of the podcast, We Need to Talk, Mr. KOA. We talk about how time passes regardless, so just doing the things you want, remembering that you are allowed to be more than one thing, being selective with your time and your energy, and so much more. This is... How the fuck did you get so confident? With guest, Mr. K.O.A. Hello. How you doing? Good. It's good seeing uh, your face kind of in person, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Closest closest thing to it. Yeah, closest thing to it. Uh, Thanks so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate your time. Um, My first question is usually... What does confidence mean to you? What does that word mean when you hear it? What does confidence mean to me? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, confidence to me, um, I feel definitely comes from within um, without requiring validation from external people. Um, I think anyone can have confidence. Um, People, some people believe like, oh, I, I'm just not a confident person. I, I think it's just a mentality shift that allows people to be confident. So I think anyone can be confident, but I think it's just reaching to be confident. I think it's just reaching a, a level of self-security where you're, you're comfortable with making mistakes, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, I think people that aren't confident don't like are not comfortable making mistakes. Cause I think, I think the people that are confident make a lot of mistakes. I, I make a lot of mistakes and I'm, but I'm fine with it. I think that's the level of confidence. That's like, I know I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm okay with that. But I think some people are not, are genuinely not okay with making mistakes. Yeah. So you know? you, would you consider yourself a confident person today? Definitely. Definitely. And have you always been confident or were you as a kid, as a kid, what were you like? Were you a confident kid? I've always been confident, I think, because of sports. Oh, so I've, interesting. I've always, yeah, my, I have a background in basketball. Okay. So I've been playing basketball my whole life. Um, so I've always been on the basketball team, always been the best player on my team. So I've, I'm the oldest brother of my siblings. Mm. So I feel like I've been put in roles, like time and time again, since I was a kid, where it forces me to take a leadership role, whether I want to or not. I think I was just put in these roles. And I think confidence kind of innately became part of my personality based on the roles and the positions I was put in. So I've always been a captain on my basketball team or a leader in this program or something. So I've, even if I wasn't a confident person, I think it, I kind of was forced to be based yeah. on um, circumstances. So what, um, what part of, where are you from? I live in Toronto right now. Um, I grew up in Scarborough. Where's that? Um, and oh my God. I don't know where that is. Where, where do you live? Los Angeles. Where? Los Angeles. Oh, Los, okay. Yeah. Just you're not going to, other than Toronto, Toronto, you won't know, <laughs> but that's, okay. I know Toronto, but I don't know the other one. Yeah. It's, it's just a smaller city with outside of Toronto, but it's in Canada. It's in Canada. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, we'll just say, we'll just say Toronto. It's easier. Toronto's fine. <laughs> I want to get it right. It's a small town. Wait, Scarsborough. So I, I grew up in Scarborough. Scarborough. No, Scarborough. S in the middle. Scarborough. Yeah. Barbara. Okay, is that a small town or a big town? It's a city. It's a it's a city outside of Toronto. Okay, what? Because I I interviewed people from different countries all the time because I'm you know based in in the United States. What is the deal with Canada and confidence with Canadians and confidence? Is there like a like I talked to somebody who's from Australia, right? And they were like, oh, people here don't like it when you have confidence because they get what's called tall poppy syndrome where they they want to be as good as you are and the fact that you're that they're not as good as you like they would rather cut you down than build you up 
And that's what okay. sort of what I, what they were talking about, how confidence is in Australia. So I'm curious what confidence is like in Canada. What is the like cultural? I don't, I don't know if I could give you a general consensus. You have how... to represent the entire country <laughs> yeah, of Canada right now. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I can give you a general consensus around Canada, but um, it's definitely, especially Toronto, it's definitely grown um, in confidence overall because of the things that's been coming out of the city, like artists, oh, yeah. athletes, you know, there's more athletes going to NBA from Toronto. There's more artists that are becoming famous, like Drake and Weekend and, you know, Jesse Reyes and these people, like there's, there's a lot of Canadian people that are doing some really big things. So I think, yeah. I think the leaders in those spaces has trickled down confidence within the city of Toronto that like we yeah. can do certain things. Yeah. Um, you know, having Drake as as a Toronto person and what he is and represents in the world is a big, you know, um a big check mark for the city. You know, yeah. like we're proud to be from Toronto now. And I think I think before, you know, the Drake era, there definitely wasn't a lot of people saying, Yeah, I'm from Toronto. You know? Right, right. But now I, I think I think it's definitely been like, oh yeah, like we're definitely from Toronto. Like no one wants to lie about that. You yeah. Know? And do you find that like your peers are good about like boosting your confidence or are they more like pump like competitive would you say um I have a very tight circle mm -hmm. so I think I think the guys that I keep close to me like there's literally like a handful of people that I, I call my best friends yeah um we all have um success in our own right so I think we all motivate each other I don't yeah. think we view I don't think we view anything as competition because we're all kind of in different spaces, but we all kind of use each other to, you know, exemplify each other's spaces. Um, we, we recommend each other to other people. If someone needs somebody like it's, so I think in the, in the tighter circles, like there is no real competition because everyone's kind of like, we're good friends. So like, I don't need to take anything from you. And I think the perspective of like, if you do well, we all do well, you know? Um, I don't think, I don't think if I was to blow up or something that I would not bring my friends places. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't think it really matters who, you know, succeeds the most. I think we're all kind of like trying to get there regardless. And whoever gets there first is kind of like, cool. And then now who's next, you yeah. know, rather than an envy type of perspective. Yeah. Going back to like growing up in your childhood for a minute. Um, can you, t do you, can you think of a time or can you tell me about a time where something happened that like knocked your confidence or shook your confidence in any way and how you overcame it? Um, from my childhood? Wherever you want. Childhood, teenage years, beginning of being an adult, really well, any time in your life. We'll expand it. I mean, I got, I've, I've been injured twice now. So mm. I think, I think the injuries are probably the most relevant. Um, right now I'm recovering from a torn Achilles. Oh, fuck. So last summer I tore my Achilles. So I've been rehabbing, learning how to walk again, learning how to jump again, learning how to run. So like that definitely has affected me. Um, just being confident doing things like I haven't, I haven't really ran yet. You know, it's been almost 10 months, almost nine months since I got injured. And I'm still like scared to do certain things. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, when you tear your Achilles, like I couldn't walk at all. You know, I'm in a cast. I had to teach myself how to use crutches and then like go through that whole process of things I've, I've never had to deal with before so um that definitely is the most recent thing that I'm still kind of coping with but um I've never I've never not been able to jump in my life yeah. <laughs> so um especially being an athlete like I used to dunk all the time and stuff now I look at my dunk videos I'm like can I even can I even do that again <laughs> in this I don't know you yeah. know so there's a lot of there's a lot of internal struggle while I'm recovering from this injury yeah how do you how do you deal with that internal struggle struggle like what do you do to keep moving forward just do it <laughs> like, there's the, there's no real alternative like what am I going to sit and wait around like maybe I, I some people probably nah, do I can't no, I, I I go to rehab every week mm. um, I do workouts um, I try to push myself a little bit try to do little jumps and hops here and there to try and get comfortable with it. Um, so like, it it's almost sounds like taking small steps towards a larger goal. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally small steps. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So you're an athlete. You were, and still are an athlete and basketball is like your main, your main, uh, activity. No, of choice. So, no. So, well, I'll, I'll say I was a former, I'm a former athlete. I don't, I won't okay. think I'm an athlete currently. Um, my full-time job is, is creative visuals. So I do photography videos, um, art pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. That's my actual career. Okay. Um, basketball, you know, after university, I played in university after that, I finished my degree in business and then I just, basketball came in like a, a hobby now. Like I always love it, but I'm not pursuing basketball anymore. Yeah. You know, so. What was your, um, university experience like playing on a team and also getting a degree at the same time? Was that challenging? Um, I, I liked it yeah. <laughs> personally. Yeah. I think, I think that university was probably some of my favorite years. Um, I think the difference of being a student athlete um, is definitely a different university experience than someone who's just a student. Yeah. What's it? What's um, the difference? Just people, people know love who you, you. are. Huh? <laughs> I said people love you. <laughs> people, people like you. Yeah. They know who you are before you even know them. Um, we go out to the club. Like I went to University of Ottawa, so Ottawa is like a small, a small city in um in Canada, but um because it's so small, like everyone knew the basketball team. So like if we went out as a as a pack, everyone would know we're we're there, you know. So like a lot of respect um from strangers, a lot of love. So like it was it was different than just being a regular person going out, <laughs> you know. So um meeting people is different. Meeting girls, for example, is easier. Like just life was different, you know, it was a lot of work to go into playing being being an athlete. Um, you know, going to class and then going to practice and then going back to class and going to practice, like, but um I don't regret it. It definitely help my time management skills and I think um being forced to do that has definitely trickled into my career now just no knowing how to balance multiple things kind of came from that that experience to be honest what was that transition like then from university to like the what do you call after university life adult being an adult like the real world I guess yeah yeah like what was that transition like? Because it sounds like you were like a big fish in a small pond and um, like everybody knew you and you, it, it was easy for you to like meet friends and go to parties and stuff. Was that transition into the real world difficult because you're, you were used to like being this person that everybody knows or was the transition easy for you? Uh, no, because so my hometown is Toronto, but when I went to school in Ottawa, I didn't know anybody there. So the only people, the only people I knew was my teammates, you know? So I, I was there for five years and I kind of met everyone while I was there. So I knew I was never staying there. It was just for school. So I've, I've always, I've already been known back home. So when I was done school, I just came back home. Oh, you already you had know? friends there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I already had friends back home. So it wasn't, it was just, I went away for school, finished my program and I came back home. And I worked in the workforce. So I did like accounting and billing jobs. Yeah. Um, because I was my my degree was in that. And I did that for a few years. And then I quit my job three years ago um to do what I'm doing now. So what was oh, I have so many questions for you. So what 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 was the deciding factor in quitting your like business and accounting jobs and going more full-time into being an entrepreneur? and an artist and a, you know, and a business and a businessman, what made that decision for you? I'm a numbers guy. So for me, <laughs> I would shoot a potential project or a wedding or something while I was still working full-time mm -hmm. um, on a weekend, I would shoot a wedding or I'd shoot, you know, an event or something. And that one wedding or one event would make me more in that day than it would in a whole week of working wow. at work. So I'm like, the it's a chance because it's like, yeah, it's I'm making more shooting that project, but the amount of projects aren't guaranteed, right? Right. right. So it's like, okay, you're working 40 hours a week, making this amount, which is still a good salary. But I was like, but when I shoot these projects, I can make a price whatever I want to, and it's paying me more for that night than I'm making in that whole week of 40 hours. So because I'm a numbers person, I was just like it's nothing's guaranteed, but I really bet on myself that I'm like, do you think 
if you have 40 hours extra to yourself every week, you won't find another project. Like I literally bet on myself. I'm like, if you give me 40 hours every week to come up with or find a project or find a gig, whatever, I think I could do it. Um, but I think as long as I'm still working, I'll never have the opportunity or more or time to even try. And I think because I already have my degree, I already had a great resume. I was like, worst case, I can always get a job. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And I think I think that was like the real factor. I was like, you can get a job whenever you want to. Like, and you and you did that because you put yourself in that position. Like I went to school, I finished my program. Like I I put myself in the position where if I want a job, I can get one. So why not? Why not try? And if it doesn't work, then okay. But if it does, then you know, you'll reap the benefits. And right. I haven't I haven't looked back since. Which is big though, right? Because I think a lot of people stay in a job that either doesn't make them the the money that they want or doesn't make them happy the way they want to be, doesn't give them the joy just because it's status quo. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't believe in themselves. Maybe they don't trust themselves. So it takes like, it takes a, a, a specific type of confident person to be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to do my own thing and I'm not going to do this status. Like, I'm going to make a pivot. Pivoting yeah. seems to be like a common thing in interviewing people for this podcast. Everybody's like, you have to know how and when to pivot, um, which I think is- That's one of my favorite words, to be pivot? honest. Yeah, it's a good yeah. word. Yeah. Um, did you, okay, so I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, when you were playing basketball in at university, was that something that you want? Did you want to be take it to the professional level, or was it always? Yeah, just I thing? did. You did. Okay. No, I did, but I got I got injured in university as well. Oh, okay. So my Achilles now is my second injury, um, but I tore my Achilles last summer just playing basketball for fun. So like, it, it's frustrating because I'm like, I didn't have to to do that, <laughs> but um, my first injury was in university. I I tore my I tore my knee um in my third year so that actually stopped me from playing at the time what um so was that prior like? what what was that like that sounds like depressing. it was so hard depressing as hell yeah <laughs> depressing. but in hindsight me getting injured is how my brand came about right so because I was injured I started working on creative stuff in my past time I couldn't play ball I had free, more free time so I started to draw and sketch and and do things to keep my mind off the injury. And that's how I came up with King of Arts, the KOA. Um, oh, so I started. It's an acronym. Yeah, yeah it's an acronym. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, this my company came as a result of my injury. So looking back, you know, I don't regret it. It still sucked at the time. Yeah. But had it not happened, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Which so. is just like another example of pivoting um exactly um how did you deal with that injury and that depression I think you used the word depression I don't want to put words in your mouth yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. um how did you deal with it then because I you know a lot of people go through things like that and don't know how to get through it and don't know how to deal with it is there anything that like you learned that you would, you know, tell other people who might be experiencing something similar or like, how did you cope? Um, at first it was very dark. Yeah. <laughs> so I started failing my courses. Oh, I've never failed in my life. I never failed a class in my life, but during that, I definitely failed a couple courses just cause I wasn't mentally there. Right. Um, I definitely wanted to come home <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm not playing ball anymore. So I might as well just come What's back home. Yeah. But, um, it didn't last long. I went through, I went through the motions. You know, so I would say, let them happen, you know, let the emotions happen. But um, I think, I think being rational um, supersedes your emotions. Um, if you take a step back, I was like, you know what, like, as much as I love basketball, I feel like that's, that's not my only skill. That's not my only talent. And I think because I was so consumed by it, I, I was, you know, very tunnel visioned on, on what I could be and who, who I am. And um, I think it, the injury really broadened my perspective on myself. You know, like I, I can be a basketball player, but also a business person. Like you're allowed to be both, you know, right. but I didn't, I didn't see myself as anything more than just a basketball player. So I think seeing the bigger picture and allowing yourself to feel definitely got me through it. 
Um, I finished my program. I came back home and, you know, and just, just allow myself to, to sit in it for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's so cool that you are an athlete and a businessman, but you discovered in this time that was dark that you're also an artist. Like, were you before that moment, had you like, I know you mentioned you were, you were drawing and at that point, but like previous to that, were you making art in any way or was, did that start right when the injury happened? Not really. Yeah. It, it was yeah. mostly when, it, when it happened. Cause like I've, I've always been into sketching and doodling and stuff, but I never, it'll just be like in high school, I'll do all my books and stuff, like, yeah. but nothing just boredom stuff. But like, I never really dove into it. Like, Oh, I can be good at this. I'll just do it for fun. But the injury actually let me, like I was doing it every day. I was working on something just cause I had nothing else to do right um yeah definitely it wasn't until that happened I was like I think you could you can work on this stuff that's wild how the universe works um and was like here you go and now you have (laughs) and yeah now you have okay so I was like you know doing a little googling doing a little research on you um photographer videographer art and design you have a podcast you have a store a shop where you sell merch and prints And then you have something called, okay, so this is what I want to know more about the 100 club, which, okay. which is like entrepreneurial advice, brand building, networking, right. And people yep. can join that. Yes. And then what's the, what's the KOA pros. That's the one that I was like, what's this? So those are, I have photographers that work for me. So oh. if I need, if I need to bring them on to a project, um, if I shoot a wedding, I need a, an additional photographer. I have nine of them that I can choose from based on their availability. So I basically did like an application form. They filled it out. I went through all their portfolios. I had about like 47 photographers apply. So I ended up picking nine, nine of my favorites, um, men and women. And um, yeah, I just, I bring them on board for projects if I need them and pay them for the project. And yeah, just allows me to expand my reach. Yeah. So you have just like so many, so many projects and, incredible things going on like how do you manage all of it like is that hard sometimes to manage or do you have a pretty good hold on it now I've I mean I've I've built it within my limits so yeah I think I've, I've I'm fine with it like I, I grew it on pace to how I need it to grow so I've I'm just used to it now like I I use my calendar every day <laughs> like if I if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So everything is in my calendar. If it's so, I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, militant when it comes to scheduling and stuff like that. So I've, I'm, I've been used to it. I think I've been used to it since school, though. Right. I've been, I was right. forced to, to be organized like that. So it just feels normal. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, I just do this and go here and do this and do this. Like it's just, yeah. Do you find that like, do you have like a daily routine or something like? It sounds like you check your calendar every day. Um. I'm assuming that probably helps with your confidence because you can stay on task. You can stay organized. You can stay efficient. Um, do you do anything else like on a daily basis to help you like center and ground yourself um, and have that, like that confidence that that internal confidence, maybe like you work out. It sounds like maybe I can't, I can't say I have anything to be honest. Really? I think I'm just, I think I'm just used to my life as it is. And yeah. it's, I've accepted what I'm doing. I love what I do. So it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like I'm like, Oh, I got to work on this today. It's kind of like, I, I quit my job to allow myself the freedom to do things as I want to. I take projects as I want to, and I reject projects as I want to, you know? So it's, I don't think there's anything, there's nothing that I have that I don't want to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't take projects I'm not interested in. I don't, I, I don't want to put myself through that. If I don't like it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so everything, everything I'm doing is something I have chosen. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like a, a task yeah. to get, get it done. Yeah. Have you, so when you started your own business and you quit your job, did anything happen in that time that shook your confidence? I know we talked a little bit about injuries and how that affected it. Was there anything in the, just like in the business world that has come up that has shaken your confidence? And how did you deal with it if, if so? 
truthfully no I, I think, <laughs> you got it down yeah truthfully no um when I quit my first trip was out to LA um so I had never been to LA at the time and it was all-star weekend out there so um literally the, the month after I quit I was like I'm just going to LA just to be there like I had a cousin that lives out there um I had no plan but I'm like I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go see what happens meet people network and I ended up going out there meeting some people um, they asked what I do. I told them I did. And I ended up meeting these uh, these guys from New York who do celebrity basketball games. And I was like, that's perfect. It's basketball I care about. And, you know, I'm, they want me to shoot it, which is a perfect best of both worlds. Um, so I ended, up, I ended up connecting with them. And I went up to New York um, to shoot the event. Ended up shooting Vinny from Jersey Shore. And, and then me and Vinny connected. And then I ended up becoming one of his personal photographers when he came to Toronto. And then like, it just started, I just started doing stuff, right? Just putting myself in places where I could do what I do well. And people started spreading my name around and I never really felt, you know, nervousness or I just, I was just happy to be doing whatever I wanted to do. If I wanted to pick up and go to LA or, or Paris or wherever I went, like I'll just go. So I've, I've traveled a lot for work. Um, I met a lot of people. I've met a lot of celebrities. Um, a lot of them are my friends now through, through client work. I've just, you know, um, yeah, like I, I don't really feel like I had a moment of discouragement. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just get, I just kept rolling. So, yeah, um, it seems like, yeah. um, networking is a big part of the success that you've seen. Um, has that, I'm assuming that's boosted your confidence in some way, because it's like people are, your clients are enjoying your work so much that they are willing to refer you to other people. So even exactly. that I'm assuming builds confidence too, to see that, like that train rolling or whatever. I don't know a good metaphor for that, but definitely. Um, how has traveling affected your confidence? Cause it sounds like you travel a lot and you know, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do that. And so I'm wondering how meeting different people from different cultures and different backgrounds has affected who you are as a person and your confidence. Um, I don't think it's been tied to my confidence, but I think it's been associated with my broaden, broadening my palate. Mm. Mm. So I think, I think people experience certain things or believe certain things based on their experiences. So if that's all they know, then that's how they'll believe things. But for me, it's like, you know, I've been to LA, I've been to New York, I've been to Paris, Madrid, Bahamas, Barbados. Like I've, I've seen so much from different places that like, it's allowed me to broaden my palette where it's like, there's so much more than Toronto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think a lot of people from Toronto that don't have the opportunity to travel that much really really strive to be big in Toronto and I don't think I have that same like perspective yeah I don't think I really care to be big here I think I'm I've seen so much more out there that I'd rather be more global you know because I because I've seen it right so right, I, right. I think if you ne if you never experience it then you're never going to view that perspective or view it that way but if I, I know I can, you know, be just as good in LA than I can in Toronto or just as good in Paris. I, like I've seen so many other places. I'm just like, it doesn't, I don't like, even now I'm like, I don't have to stay here. Like I'll even, I don't even feel like I might even live here. I don't know. Like, but I think even just having that mentality is based on my experience. Cause if I never traveled to those places, then yeah, I'm like, yeah, of course I'll stay in Toronto. But now I'm like, do I have to? Like, not really. Yeah. Like I, I like other places I've enjoyed traveling to other places and, and meeting people in different places. And I think it doesn't matter where I am, as long as I can do what I love, it doesn't have to be Toronto. So. Yeah. yeah. I noticed when I was going through your Instagram, you had some, I love all, and I think it's pulled from your Twitter. Maybe it's just like little quotes or like oh, little, my, yeah, yeah. My I think, tweets. I think it's your tweets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot about, or a few about like patience having patience and being self-aware. Um, I'm curious if how patience plays into your life, how it has, how in the past it's played into your life, how currently it's played into your life and why it's beneficial for you and for people who are listening. 
Um, I think patience is necessary to gain any type of success. Um, I think we're in an era where there's a lot of instant gratification Mm -hmm. and people want things now and they want to, you know, get famous today and get rich tomorrow. And like people just want now because they keep seeing social media shows this, this bigger than life, you know, direct route to stardom, (laughs) you know, and it's not, it's not realistic. And it's, it's actually more realistic that most people probably will never be famous or rich in their lifetime. Um, And I think, I think having that, that jaded perspective of, of success and freedom is definitely um, damaging people's growth and just their mentality. Like, I feel like it's causing a lot of depression as well because they, people want to be that so badly, you know, and then because they're, they're viewing these lifestyles as success, they're, they're not even paying attention to the things that they actually do well, you know, and I think I think if people were patient with themselves, they'd realize that like you could still do a lot of great things on your own time, you know? And I, I feel like nothing, nothing worth having is rushed, you know? So it's like, I've never been in a rush to grow my business or to, you know, travel more or, or meet somebody. Like I'm just, I feel like things happen in due time as they're supposed to. And I think when you rush things, you almost ruin things. So I've I've shown myself what patients can do over the last three years. And it's definitely brought me more peace <laughs> to be at, at to be at, you know, patient and not compare myself to anybody. Like I look at other people's stuff, but I I've never compared. I've never been like, look at their stuff versus mine. Like I don't I actually don't care. Like I <laughs> I don't care what people's stuff looks like. I can appreciate other people's work, but I don't compare it to my stuff. I don't actually don't care. I'm I'm not in the same lane as these people. I'm doing things very differently. I'm doing it my way. And there's only one way to do things your way. So yeah, I think patience for me has just been part of my daily routine. And it's brought me more peace to just not feel pressure. Like I who am I doing it for? Like for people or for myself? You know? I think people, if you do things well. People are going to like it whenever you do it. You don't have to rush content out to get any type of approval from nobody. You know, whenever I'm done, whatever, like, I don't even tell people when, when I'm about to do. Like a lot of people who talk about, oh, about to do this or about to travel here, about to go. Like, I'm the type of person, like before COVID and all that stuff happened, like I traveled so much, but like people be following my stories. And then like today I'd be home. And then tomorrow you'd see me in Madrid and like, They'd be like, when did he, like, I don't, I don't tell people, Hey, going to Madrid, like, I'll just, I'll just go, you know? And I think that that kind of allowed people to just be curious themselves rather than me try and do things for their approval. They were doing, they were following my stuff on my time, you know? Yeah. Um, And that kind of, that kind of regains control of your own narrative. Ooh, that's good. Have you always have you always had this relationship with patience and like trusting the timing of the universe? Like, or is that something that you had to cultivate and develop? Um, I'd probably say in my, in my later years, um, cause when I was younger, I was, I was just doing wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, yeah. you know, I was a basketball player, just didn't really care about much meeting yeah. people playing ball. Like my, it was very simple in my mind. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the NBA. Like it was just, it wasn't, you know, the only thing I could say I was patient about was like, just put the work in and the time will come, you know, but I wasn't actively, you know, um, pursuing like a patient mind. Like I was, I just, I would just do things whenever I felt like doing it, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm turning 31 this year and just seeing what I've been able to do over the last few years, the people that I've been able to impact, the messages I get from people, the podcasts I have, where I, me and my co-host talk about, you know, mental health and certain things all the time. Like it's, it's definitely shifted and shaped my mentality a lot better now that I'm more vocal about it. And, you know, once I hear myself say things out loud, it's like, oh, you really believe this. You know, if you're saying it, that's how you actually feel. But there's times I say stuff out loud for the first time and I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, that's, that's how I actually feel. Like I didn't even know until I said it, 
my actual thoughts, you know? So having a podcast, you know, doing public speaking, you know, mentorship, it's, it's allowed me to not only teach other people, but teach myself based on the things I'm saying. Because if I'm saying this, then I believe it, you know? But sometimes I'm saying stuff for the first time and I don't even know myself, you know? Right, right. What, what, what have you found out about, like, because you mentioned your podcast has, uh, it delves into mental health and things like that. What have you learned about like your own mental health and, and it's how it's evolved over the years? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with mental health stuff right now, especially coming out of COVID in such an isolating time. Um, I'm just curious about what your, your journey has been with mental health. Um, I think, I think the isolation has helped me in ways mm. um, more than more than hindered me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was I was used to such a fast paced life, um, and I liked it, you know. But I think I never actually got a, a moment to appreciate what I've been doing. Um, I would just be moving from here to here, shooting this, shooting there, go here, come here, shoot this. Like I never actually had a moment to like sit in what I'm doing and like appreciate the time, you know. So I think being forced to stop entirely um, really allowed me to navigate my interests more, pick and choose what I actually love to do versus the things I was just doing just because I was there, um, be more selective about my time and energy and who I talk to, just stuff I'd never be able to really acknowledge with the lifestyle I had before COVID. You know, I never really, I had no time to, to ask these questions, <laughs> you know, like right. I'm, I'm on a plane and I'm back home and I'm back out. And like, I, I never really had time to sit and be like, what do you actually like to do? What do you like? I'll just do whatever, you know? And I enjoyed it, but I, I don't think I acknowledged the necessary questions I had to be asking myself. Um, so yeah, I definitely, um, as, as annoying as COVID has been, <laughs> um, I definitely can attribute some of the benefit um, of it happening to my mental health. Yeah. Um, is teamwork something that's important to you and valued to you and helpful with your confidence? Cause they know sports, especially basketball as a team sport, um, you know, you have to deal a lot with teamwork and then you built, you, you know, you built your own professional team of artists. So it seems like that's something that you enjoy doing or you find helpful. Um, I'm just curious about how that, if that at all affects your confidence and your self-assuredness um, and just being the person that you are. Um, yeah, I think, I'd, you know, the cliche phrase, teamwork makes the dream work. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, gen- I genuinely believe that phrase, you know, and like, I've always been on a team. I've always been on part of some team my whole life, basketball teams, football teams. I've always been on a team. And I think, you know, the benefit of multiple people working towards a common goal will always outweigh one person working by themselves always okay. you know the most successful ceos do not get there by themselves they they can't no one no one that's successful got there by themselves people believe it but they didn't so at some point you need help at some point you need a team and you know the the benefit of working with multiple people will always outweigh you know going down the path alone you know so it's common sense to me yeah what do you do as like a therapeutic outlet for you? Because your career is creative. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I have this job. And then as like a therapeutic outlet, I paint or something like that. But your career is the arts. So I'm curious how you sort of like unwind and um, stay mentally grounded. Do you do anything to help with that? I know some people like journal or some people meditate, you know, that runs the gambit on what people do to help. But is there anything that you do to stay sane, mm-hmm. I guess? Um, I honestly like my job and my career is one and the same, you know. So as as much as creating is my career, it also is my pastime. Mm-hmm. You know, I also like I think it's I think the difference is when I'm creating for myself rather than for a client is what kind of differentiates it like doing client work is different than doing my own passion projects, you know? So I, I, I try to just create things for myself from time to time, just take hours to myself to just do something I like to do. No one can tell me 
how I need to color it or how I need to design it. I can just make up whatever I want. Like that's kind of how I got into the 3D stuff. Like I'm not sure if you saw like the random 3D stuff I've been posting. I did. So like that's that stuff I'm just doing for fun. No one's paying me to do that. Like I'm just I want to do it. I do it. it. Takes me hours to do it sometimes, but it I'm at peace just creating these random designs, playing music and just having fun, you know, versus mm-hmm you know, shooting an event and then editing it for a client a specific way and so on and so forth. It, I think allows me to have control of my creativity that way. Yeah. What's your relationship with um, goal setting? Like, do you set goals or are you more like kind of like fly by the seat of your pants type of person? What happens happens? No, I definitely set goals. I mean, I, I grew up, up here. I have like a, a whiteboard <laughs> with like a whole bunch of goals I want to um, achieve. So I look at them every day. Um, but I think, I think goals are good to have, um, to just give you structure. But I think if you consume yourself by your goals, it almost can hinder you sometimes. Like, I think it's good to have a goal. It's good to have something to look forward to and work towards, but you shouldn't consume yourself by them. So like, if I don't hit these goals, I shouldn't feel like I'm crushed, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, but it should also motivate me to get as close as possible, you know? So um yeah like I I definitely have goals but I don't I don't let them run me yeah are they like short term or long term or both uh both like some for this year some for a couple years some some are like at some point do this yeah yeah (laughs) you know so whenever I feel like doing it I'll do it um so it all depends on what it is but you have it on like a whiteboard somewhere that's yeah, easily, yeah. easy for you to see. Yeah, I have all mine on like little index cards and then I stick them to the wall that's behind this that you can't see. And there's just yeah. like a bunch of just random index cards. And then I'll be like, oh, this one, this one feels like a good thing to do this week. And then yeah. I'll like do it and throw it away. Um, we mentioned a little bit at the top of this conversation and I know we're coming we're coming up close to an hour. So I want to respect your time. But um, before we come to a close, you talked a little bit about like failing and how people can be scared of failing and how that can be a hindrance. Um, right. Do you have any experience with failing? Lots of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there anything that you feel comfortable sharing? I mean, I'm comfortable sharing everything. I think um, <laughs> the most memorable is when I first quit, when I first quit my job, um, I was shooting a wedding in the summertime. So I, I had quit my job in February. Okay. And I was booked for a wedding in June or July. And <laughs> I was shooting the wedding and I had my backpack on me with my lenses in it. And I was shooting the couple like walking towards me, but I was walking backwards while take while shooting them. And I ended up falling into a fountain and dunked all my equipment in water. I lost like $4,000 of equipment. My camera cracked. I was soaking wet. <laughs> it was like I honestly was like yo all right <laughs> like so I had to buy a new camera I had to buy a new lens like I literally just quit my job and now I had to like put everything on my credit card rebuy all my equipment I had to cancel the rest of their wedding because I couldn't shoot the rest like it was I had to pay the money back for the rest of because I couldn't do the reception at least luckily some of the photos I took from earlier were still on my cards like at least I got some of those but super super annoying um that was definitely a tough time because i was like i literally just quit and put all my money into this stuff and now i have to buy it all again um yeah so that i found a way to get through it um i put stuff on my credit card and yeah worked my way back up and you know but it was definitely a (laughs) it's definitely a knock on me um other times i guess failure wise like um when it comes to my career, I don't really think I really failed per se, just because I'm very selective on the things I do. So I, I, I've i never gone to something or, or left a project that felt like I failed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of that situation, that definitely felt like a big, <laughs> a big drop in my... What? what happened? Did they, did they have to bring another person in or were they just like, well, I guess we don't have photos? They just, yeah, they didn't have photos for the reception. Yeah. Oh my god! I had, had someone doing video. Oh well, that's so, good. Yeah, someone did video for reception, but they didn't have any more photos. So, I mean, in hindsight, they're not together anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Doesn't really. 
they should have used this as like a predictor of their future <laughs> not that big of a deal anymore they're not together so yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> um yeah when that happened were you like were, did you were you ever thinking like oh well i'm gonna quit i can't do this anymore or was oh, that not oh you did i was like what the hell like i felt like i was cursed i was like what the hell like i'm like how am i gonna pay for all this again like i was stressing because i'm like i literally just quit my job like so i'm like right i have no i don't have time to wait to buy a camera like i have like i have, have to get a new camera tomorrow <laughs> so i'm like i didn't have money to afford it but i was like okay let me just max out my credit card and do what i gotta do because i didn't I didn't really have a choice. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, have, you could have been like, oh, I'm going to go apply for a, another job like my previous job. You could have said I thought, that. I thought about it, but I was like, part of me, <laughs> part of me had pride and I was like, nah, I'm like, let me figure, <laughs> let me figure this out. I'm like, I can't go back to work right now. Um, I know my job would have taken me back, but right. I, was like, I was like, nah, 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 I need to figure this out. So I think pride kind of got me through that. Yeah. Um, but it definitely wasn't, it wasn't easy for sure. Yeah. Um, have you ever been given a piece of advice that has stuck with you? They know, or given a piece of advice because you said that mentorship is something that you've, um, done, you've been a mentor. Yeah. Um, is there a piece of advice that you give your mentees or have you ever heard a piece of advice that has stuck with you? It doesn't have to be confidence related. It can be truly anything. Um, advice given to me, nothing I can think about, to be or honest. Or that you've given. Um, something I have given or learned for myself. Um, just like, <laughs> just the concept of time, you know, like people, people are scared to, to try things or, or do things. And I'm like, the time's going to pass regardless. Like, right. if you don't do, if, if right now you want to do something and you don't do it, it's still going to next year is still coming. So now you're going to be another year in when you said I could and you could have been a year further ahead had you started last year, you know? So it's like, whether, whether you're unsure or scared or not, like just do it because the, the time is going to pass. And at least you can look back and be like, I'm glad I started because now I'm a year ahead, you know, but to have the regret of like, I should have started last year. Cause like, it's just, I refuse to have that, that experience where I look back and be like, I should have done because someone else is doing it, you know? Yeah. So the time will pass regardless. You might as well try it. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. Um, okay. Before I recap all the notes that I've taken, is there anything that I haven't asked you? This is a new question that I'm throwing into my podcast. Is there anything I haven't talked about or haven't touched on that you want the world to know about? really big question i should figure out how to word that better but (laughs) (laughs) um anything you haven't talked about that you like that's just like on your heart that like you need to just say the answer can be no um i feel like yeah i feel like um there's been a a trend shift in entrepreneurship and people viewing people who work day jobs and nine to five as lesser you know and i think i think that's very skewed um there's nothing cool about working for yourself it's not a popularity contest it's a lot of work (laughs) like it's it's not it's not a it's not popular it's not a popularity contest it's not just like who can work for themselves the best like there's no benefit in working for yourself and struggling you know what i mean like it's just to say you work for yourself you know Um, I think people don't view, I think people view entrepreneurship as, you know, cool or like you're better than people who work nine to fives when there's people who work nine to fives that love their job, you know? So I, I would never tell someone to quit their job if they love it just to be an entrepreneur. Like it's, I work way more now than I worked when I was working my nine to yeah, five job, me too. you know, but it's not for everybody, you know, but the people that it is for, and if it is something you want to pursue, you definitely have to understand, um, all the work that goes into it and you shouldn't feel shamed to work your day job you know i feel like people shame a lot of people it's like oh you work nine and five it's like there's nothing wrong with that yeah. you know i think people have to do every type of job there's, there's no there's no better or worse so i think we have to change that narrative of like working for yourself is is the trend or the cool thing to do it's not like <laughs> there are benefits to it 100 percent, but it's not 
there's days I don't know if I'm gonna get paid. There's days yeah. I don't know, you know, how I'm gonna pay for certain things. Like it's if you if you're not built for that type of you know unsurety, it's not mm-hmm. it's definitely not for you. You know. Yeah, and it's like at least in in the states, it's like working for yourself. We don't get healthcare. You know, like you, you it's stuff like it's stuff that you don't think about, like the fact that job security is also like you get healthcare here. Um, when you have a job, when you're working for yourself, that's not something that you get. Um, so it's like little things like that too, that, that go into play. Um, okay. I'm going to recap your tips, Ryan's tips for confidence. Um, if I correct me, if I'm wrong for any of these, I don't want to mess up your intentions, but this is what I jotted. This is what I jotted down. Okay. Confidence comes from within without external validation, have a mentality shift, be comfortable making mistakes, take a leadership role, have a tight circle of friends who motivate each other, take small steps towards a larger goal, balance, take risks and bet on yourself, pivot when you need to, go through go through the motions, let the emotions happen, and then take a step back and rationalize. You're allowed to be more than one thing. Love what you do. Network. Keep rolling. Broaden your palette. That's when we were talking about traveling. Be patient with yourself. Nothing worth having is rushed. I loved that. Don't compare yourself to others. Regain control of your own narrative. Mentorship. Be selective about your time and energy. Ask yourself, what do you actually like to do? Teamwork makes the dream work. Don't forget to create for yourself as well. Have fun. Goals are good to have for some structure, but don't let it consume you. And remember that time passes regardless. So just do it. 100%. You want to add add or change anything? No, those those are very in-depth. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Those are yours. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for your time. I I really appreciate you. And it was so lovely meeting you. And I absolutely love your work. And I, uh, I look forward to seeing more of it in the future. Thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can also head over to patreon.com slash howthefuck for bonus episodes, video content, and more. Thanks again.